the I'm Hit Podcast. I'm Sean here with my boys Epps and TB. Fellas, how y'all doing? Yo, what's going on? What's going on? I'm doing all right. <clears throat> yeah, we was, we was going for a little bit. Now we back. Yeah, we here. Episode eight. Um, I think we'll title this episode Black Fatherhood. Slash, hmm. what our society, what our society is. I know it's a long title, so I'll just keep it Black Fatherhood. But we're gonna touch on the environment we're currently living in and raising a child in what we're currently seeing and what we may see down the road. So, yeah. Um. I'll start with me first. I no longer want to bring a child into this world. Boy, girl, it doesn't matter. I've seen enough. I've heard enough. I wasn't alive in the 60s, 70s. So I wasn't able to experience or witness any of those, that time. And a lot of the different leaders we had and just just from the pictures, videos, everything I see, have heard and learned from those times, seemed like we loved and cared about each other a lot more than we do right now um, as a people. And both of y'all know this, and I, I talk about it here and there throughout the podcast episodes. I work with children, and I see what the youth are going through right now and how they're acting, how they're moving, how they're thinking, how they're feeling. And... I'm just good on having kids. Like, yeah. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, well, on my end, I should say, um, I am fearful about having kids myself. Um, I haven't ultimately decided on whether I do want to have kids or not. Um, but I can speak upon the reasons behind my fears. Um, it may be no different than what, you know, you said, you said, Sean, you know, or maybe with somatic, you know, reasoning on my end, but, uh, we, we live in a very increasingly, uh, chaotic society. Um, it's economically chaotic, you know, it's socially chaotic, politically chaotic, spiritually chaotic. Um, physically, emotionally. Physically, emotionally, and, you know, inter, you know, internationally chaotic, and which pulls in everything. Um, you know, from rising gas prices to the war and the war in Eastern Europe that I pray doesn't spark into, you know, another historic world war. Um, or the wars know, that we don't know about or that they don't talk about. There you go. Uh, it's talking about food shortages, chip shortages, all these shortages as far as, you know, Chips. necessities. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to, add, <laughs> I just wanted to lighten up. Like, even chips, the motherfucking chips. 
So you so does that mean bags of chips are gonna be deflated halfway now? Or more than oh, halfway? They're past that. They're like seventy five percent there. Crazy. <laughs> Yeah, like a lot of these, yeah. it's like nah, not gonna say it. <laughs> uh, 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 joking. Well, but yeah. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend anybody. We we don't care, but you know, I'm sorry, we didn't mean to offend anybody, even though we have. Anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> just uh, yeah, this things, the future looks bleak to me. You know, I, I don't really see everything getting better. I, I see things getting worse from a generational perspective. I feel like each generation gets is worse than the, than the predecessors, you know? And so it, it makes me wonder, you know, whenever I have, if I were to have children, what are, what are, what is my children's generation going to be like? They probably going to be off the chain for all I know in a, in a, in a way where I, how am I going to protect them? And how am I going to protect myself? You know, we already live in a society where, you know, even disciplining your kids physically can land you in jail. From from them, like calling child services, child protective services, and then, you know, it's your ass. But you're, you know, you're just trying to teach your children a valuable lesson now. Don't get me wrong. Now, if you're talking about excessive physical abuse, you know, what I'm saying that's different. But I think the issue is that now everything seems blurred. The lines are blurred. You know, now it's like you know, if if they were to tap my hand, I would consider that physical abuse and call child protective services. If they whoop me with the belt, you know, what I'm saying even though I didn't destroy the TV, even though my parents told me not to do that. You know, I don't want to deal with the consequences, so I'm going to flip the consequences on my own parents. You know, how, and, and I can go on and on and on. I think I think everyone knows where I'm going, to, you know, as far as what you can name, as far as different words. But it, all these things that a person can possibly think of to worry about and, and have to think about, you know, it's stressful. It's It can be mortifying. You know, it can cause great anxiety, and I don't know if I'm prepared for that. Especially knowing how much I'm going to love on my children. Because if something were to happen to my children, you know, my mindset is like, you know, I'm burning down everything. <laughs> you know, shoot, I think, I think you said something similar, you know, before, Sean, um, as far as that. But the feeling's definitely mutual. You know, so I... I'm not saying that I won't have children, but if I do, it's going to be one of the most courageous things I've ever done in my life and will have to do, you know, within my life, you know, continuing on. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's my take on it. Me, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in between. There's reasons I do and don't want to have children. Um, in this society, but just thinking about how it was for the people who came before us, they had to deal with racism while trying to even have the same options that we have now. So I can only imagine what it could have been like for them. Now, back in the day, you, you 
there's a lot of things, a lot of adversities they're facing just, just the same as today, but they didn't have to hide to face those adversities because the people that were doing it were open about what they were doing to them. Um, there's there's some, some pros and cons, um, but right now, the the cons are, are winning. Wait, you brought up um back then uh, what were what we've been dealing with as black people currently right now or just I don't know, we five years, last three years, however you want to place however you want to put it. And our people, our ancestors from the past always also had to deal with similar things, you know, whatever. You said one was in your face, out in the open, and then I guess you're alluding to our generation where it's kind of just all, it's it's a little bit of both. It's out in the open, and it's also behind keyboards, and it's... And then um, it's also and, like and in groups. Yeah, and certain corporations or whatever, where like, again, before, like, which one do you think is worse? I, I would probably say... And yeah, I'm not trying to compare. I'm not I was, trying to. Like, I was. I was saying now it is because at the same time, you know that there's still laws that, and it's it's still not illegal to lynch people in certain states. Like people are getting away with lynching people, and only getting like three years, and they're not they're, they're not taking it as a hate crime. That that in itself is just crazy, but if mm. you got politicians who are openly speaking about certain races and, and religions of people are feeling like they should be punished because they don't look like them. And you, you, this is the place you, you have to raise your child. Of course, it's going to make you not want to be here. I'm, I'm pretty sure that at least two of us don't want to be in this country anymore. Just based oh, off man. of that merit in itself. I agree with you that the times we're living in now are worse only because both y'all know what we talk about all the time. I definitely make sure to talk about it as much as possible. Like because of technology and how this racism is constantly, it is in your face one way or another. And white supremacy specifically is in your face 24-7 in the times we're living in because I brought up earlier that, um, you know, back in the day, uh, seemed like our people they still there was still a lot of love and hope right 60s 70s um and I'm, I'm just trying to stay in that space the 60s and 70s um there was still a lot of pride and black love there was still a lot of love and respect for black men and black women from one another um of course not all not not everyone but seemed like the majority right and then here we are in the times we're in and we just see how much racism has progressed over the years with the way, with how society's progressed. The times have, you know, changed and, and you know, just the world we live in, um, as well as technology has progressed, right? So, like, it's always, there's always been a concentrated effort to divide Black people and to just break our spirits and to literally just get us the fuck out of here. And when I say get us the fuck out of here, I just don't even mean this country. I mean off this planet. So, um, for me, with the whole bringing a child into this, it's a no for me because it's like, 
I see what's happening and I can't ignore it. And to TB's point, you know, this is maybe the first time when it comes to me working with children that I'm like, I don't say I don't have hope, but that percentage is really, really low now for the first time that I've ever worked with children, which is practically my entire life. The shit I've experienced just alone this school year with my students broke me as far as, oh shit, we're, we're done. Like, the damage has been done to the point where, yes, yeah, some of us won't succumb to hating ourselves, hating one another, um, doing anything for money not addressing certain issues going on within our communities and within ourselves mentally and emotionally and physically. Um, and just, there's nasty, like I've never seen, like we, our childhoods, I'm sure a lot of us can remember, I think all three of us would agree if we're comparing our childhoods to now, I've never seen so many black men and women just so disrespectful to one another. So so disrespectful for no fucking reason. Just violating one another. And for me, it's like I see all that. I hear all that. Shit, I've experienced some of it from black women and black men. Because the hate just isn't just against black men and black women. It's also black women against black women. It's black men against black men. Like it's all the above. So it's like why would I want to bring a child into this and hope, pray, and wish for the best? When our people have been doing that since forever, and it seems like it's getting worse, not better. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on having kids. Like it. It's just fucked up. If you want to compare it to the 60s, you got to think about it like this as well. That's also the decade where they killed most of the black leaders. Yeah. So if you, it, it, it definitely was a time where they were trying to kill people's inspiration or mm-hmm. hope to even move forward to have children. But, you know, groups like the Black And to black just Panthers continue to think that. about community first. Because if when you I, don't think about community first, you wouldn't have so many uh, black men out here quick to snatch another black man's life, another father, uncle, son, cousin, nephew, daughter, mother, sister, aunt. If you gave a fuck about community first, you would never attempt to take a family member away from another black family. You would if you cared about your people and the the other man and woman that you see your, that you should be seeing yourself as like i don't see you as a nigga i don't see you as an op i see you as another black man out here trying to make it like me i got no beef with you i got no issues with you i hope you make it you need help i got you that's not what we're conditioned to there was still that energy to your point back in the 60s and 70s. And a lot of our leaders that were echoing these messages 
They just started getting rid of them one by one. Who are our leaders now? Who do our people respect and listen to now? Who do our youth respect and listen to now? If there is anyone that's around, guess what? They get scared to talk too much because they feel like they'll get killed. Yeah. Or discredited. Or made out to be crazy. Or they'll ruin their life or their career so that they can't make money to speak. Yeah. All the above. Like, again, like, I I watched and try, try, I'll pass it to you. Um, and I'll, I'll just say this, like, the youth, most of our youth, their heroes are rappers. What are these rappers talking about? 24-7. Fucking bitches getting money. Doing drugs, selling drugs, and killing niggas. I'm supposed to respect that. And you want me to bring a black boy into this world with the possibility that that shit's going to get to him no matter who his father is and what he tells him and what he tries to shield him from. Because there's just too many obstacles and traps out here for all of us as black people, black men and black women, by design. But instead of addressing these things and even being aware of these things, we're just at each other's necks 24-7, online, offline. I think uh, something else that I don't know if it was highlighted already, but one of the main concerns I have as well is uh, social media as well. Mm. We live in a world of social media. We live in a social media world. Everything, a lot of things, not everything has been affected by, every every fabric of society has been affected by social media in some shape or form. You know, um, now, as far as having children, does that mean that I have to allow them to have social media in my household? You know, no, but that still doesn't erase social media from the rest of the world outside of the home in which my child can still be exposed to. They can get curious. They can get sneaky. And then they start absorbing all of these opinions and ideologies from all these people, you know, all over the world to the point where they might they might start to question me more, might start to challenge me more in a way where now I can't, now it seems like I can't tell them nothing because they're they're now allowing social media to raise them because if I wasn't going to expose them to it, then someone else, someone else was. And look, it don't even have to be right. Like you get rid of it in the home, but they still seek it out outside the home. Yes. You, you, Epps, you and I can attest to this, and TV, you can attest to this too. Again, back in our childhood, back in the day when you knew the one dude, maybe in your in your class or neighborhood, whatever, that had maybe they had access to I don't know Skinamax or something like that. They didn't maybe invite you over after school to show you, but they talked to everybody at recess about it or at lunch. So again, to your point, TV, like you can say no social media in my home, right? But then they go out, they still got to go outside into the world. And the world is nasty. And I can yeah. I can attest to that in just the sense that I raised my little brother and sister. And this is when social media was getting big. 
And keeping them away from social media is like keeping them away from water. It's damn near impossible. Because as soon yeah. as your back is turned, they're going to try try their hand and see what it's about. Yeah. No, nah, but yeah, 100%. But what I was more speaking to is not only not just seeking it out, but TB, to your point, it's affected every aspect of our society now, whether we want we like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, it's it's a fact. Like, and they don't even have to seek it out, or no one can even like a, a another student or friend or whoever. They don't even have to show them social media because social media changes all of us. It could be someone's behavior around your child that can influence them and that behavior can be directly from social media that's social media. that's what's scary yeah like again there's too many obstacles out here there's too many traps too many of us are easily influenced heart and mind so and you know tv you talk about it all the time like this is spiritual warfare it's a psychological and spiritual warfare yes and it's been happening since day one but because of this technology which can still improve and get better or worse, however you want to look at it. Black Mirror, I'm re-watching that for a reason. Because the fucked up part is it can get worse than this. The same way a lot of people thought back in the day it couldn't get more worse than that. Yeah. I ain't trying to I ain't trying to flip a coin and take a risk on that. Because yeah. Again, I'm, I'm saying this and go ahead, TV. I'm like, your number one job as a parent is to protect your child. Yeah. When we live in a culture and time now for our people where it's just nothing but gang, death, sex, drugs, money, and violence culture, that is our religion. Those, those are our chapters in our Black Bible. Why the fuck would I want to bring a little boy or girl into that? And ho again, hope and pray that none of that touches them ever in life. It's 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 like you it's like you tend to say, John. It's too many traps, and it seems like the traps are only increasing. We're getting more and more uh, creative, and... creative, creative, and complex. You know, and not only that, but successful, right? Because yeah. again. Remember how I brought up back in the day and and off off mic, Epps and I earlier were, t uh, were talking about um I was watching an old school movie and it was nice to watch that old school movie but it reminded me, I was like, damn. I think about the last decade, right? And, and especially the last five years, I'm like, where are all our black movies that we grew up on and loved that still showed black love that didn't always depict a black man doing a black woman wrong or didn't always depict a broken home, or we're on drugs, or we only play basketball, or we only rap. Like, where are all those movies nowadays for my generation and younger? There's not a lot of that. And then you think about, there's not a lot of shows like that anymore. And then the music has changed that I constantly talk about. And I was watching the Chris Brown interview on... Uh, million dollars worth of game and they were asking him like what's going on with R&B it seems like that shit is dead and over with and CB I, I don't exactly remember what he said but it was some of the shit that Tank talked about as well and Joe Buttons talked about on the Joe Button podcast it's like 
because the R&B artists got to keep up with these rappers that also sing and do melodies now, because that door has been opened up and hip hop is hip hop and rap has expanded to the point where it's all inclusive. Like you could do whatever you want. You could be from whatever background and you can thrive in some way, shape or form. You have enough hustle or creativity or you're just able to grab attention um, or just catch one or whatever. Um, R&B is really not popular anymore. And then you look at how we're, how we as a people are talking to one another. Everything is fuck these niggas, fuck these bitches. Use these niggas, use these bitches. That's like the whole space that we, we seem, the type of time we seem to be on. So you got rappers echoing all this shit and then all these R&B people that are trying to make money more so maybe than create the type of art they want to create or because we don't own none of this shit, they're being forced to be like, now nah, talk about what these niggas, y'all all niggas, right? So just talk about what these rap niggas is talking about. I know you a singing nigga, but just sing about killing niggas or sing about fucking bitches. Yeah. And, and I just find it funny, you know, because some people talk about being a progressive society, not not really taking, not really thinking about okay, progression, progression. Things can get progressively better or progressively worse. So you know, when people talk about you know well, we're a progressive society, yes, progressively, but most likely progressively worse. That is where you're marching to. Worse progression. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you said, bro. It's just too many traps. Because people, and then you even said words such as, uh, you said, you know, inclusion. You know, everyone, all these organizations, all these things are now becoming more inclusive. But then it makes you wonder, well, what's now being included? You know, more like more nonsense. You know, what I'm saying more room for everybody to spew nonsense. I mean, you know? that's 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 always going to be there. But you know what? You got you guys ever heard the phrase um, "hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, and weak men create hard times." Yeah, that's pretty much what we're going through. Like. It's just a, it's like a revolving door. When you think something is getting good, people ease up and we start falling back into a, a worse place. All right. That's a nice little transition because I, I kind of lost, I don't want to say focus, but this ties into what we're talking about when we're talking about fatherhood and specifically black fatherhood, right? A leadership. No, I'm going to ask both of you this question. Hmm. And I don't mean all of us, but in a sense, as a whole, as a people, as as black men, are we failing our people, our community? Yes. I would yeah. say. Go ahead. It would, I would say there there are definitely people that are failing their community in general, but as a whole, I'd say we can definitely do better. So uh, a, a, I'm look, not going to say that there's not people out here trying. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, I'm going I'm to pull a Joe button. So uh, answer yes or no. You know, I, I get what you're saying. And I'll, I'll get in. I'll, I'll get sounds in like my girl. You. 
Yeah, I'll get, I'll get into it's, it. It's, yes more, no. it's more than a yes or no answer, though. That's the whole thing. Oh, I know. my goodness. <laughs> can, I, can I say something, guys? Uh, yeah. See, and this is the... Nah, don't get off topic. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to get off topic. This, this reminds me of a conversation I'll be having with my girl. Like, she, nah, she'd be like... <laughs> Uh, okay, all right. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> uh, nah, I, Epps, you know me. I'm all about the layers and I'm whatever. But it is a yes or no answer, and then it leads to what you're trying to do, which mm-hmm. I'm gonna get into before, like even before you said that, even more. So I just want you to be not nah, keep it keep it on it. Are, are we failing? I don't uh, mean everyone because I said that in the beginning. Of my ass. I don't mean all of us. I just mean. Yes. As a group, as a people, yeah. Because we're failing each other. Let's keep it a buck. That's why this gender war is so annoying and frustrating, right? So to the points you made, there are a lot of good Black men out here doing above and beyond, not just for their family, but for their community and for our people. But because of this whole shift in brainwashing that's been going on through shows and music and movies... There's more, sadly, there's more of us black men being led, to TV's point, astray to literally destroying our people. And they're being rewarded for it by our people. Not all, but some. Because, you know, if I do X, X, Y, and Z, I get bitches and I get money. If that's all I've ever cared about and my only purpose in life has only been that. And this is where the whole fatherhood thing is important. But also this is why the whole black family is important. If I never had a man to teach me X, Y, and Z or to talk to me about purpose and talk to me about women and respect or this or that or just how we should view our people how you should view yourself how you should view the black woman how you should view the black man somebody else is going to do it for you tb i think you kind of brought that up i think with like the whole scenario of your your son walking out the door and yeah that's Mm -hmm. what's going on but the issue is it's happening to our children and the adults and of course, this has always happened, right? All this, nothing, none of this is new. It's just, TB, as you said, it's progression, but progression where? Are we going up or are we going down? Are we going in a positive direction or are we going in a negative direction? Is this for the better or is this for the worse? And Technology you know, is yeah. fucking us up. Yes. Let's just keep it a buck. Technology is fucking us up. Mm. But it, it, it was also before technology, I would say, because even if you look at things that people idolize, guess who was making the movies and TV shows that we watched and people were glorifying? It wasn't us. So, wasn't you know... Wait, what? I'm confused. Because I've said that. So I'm confused by... T- no, no, I'm just saying, like... Parts of that. Wait, no. Nah, well, you said it was happening before. I know it was happening before, but because technology is able to reach larger masses. Larger masses of people. And feel- it's it's daily conditioning. It's not back in the day, you know, we grew up on this shit, right? Where once you left home, you couldn't watch television again until you came back home. Yeah, but see, this you is this home. is the reason why I say, like, I'm getting to a point, but look, 
but the because it was like that back in the day, the things that you saw less of, you you glorified more. Now is is the that's the same thing in this day and age. But if it's to keep you so stagnant that you keep on believing something else every time you see something new, you your your beliefs are going to be shit because you don't have anything that you're stuck constantly constantly believing in. Your your beliefs are as constant as your attention span. Yeah, but that can be good or bad. To your point, see, ha ha, that would be you. I'm gonna talk about uh the good and the bad or whatever. Um. Yeah, back in the day, you could focus on one good figure, but you could all you could also be stuck on one bad one, and then that could impact. Like I know dudes in their thirties still blaming. I grew up on three six mafia for the reason why they disrespect women. Or I know somebody who died from robbing people who was doing that because they listened to three six mafia. He got shot in a robbery. They really think that that the the things that you listen to grow up on are the reasons why you should be accepted to do those things. And that's not the case. No, what I'm asking is, because earlier you said you feel like the times that we're in now are worse. But then you just said back then it was like, so are you just saying, were you just making that example? Of, no, that wasn't back in the day. That was that was real recent. Before, <laughs> social, before social media, though, that's what you said. No, th- this was this was that. No, I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about the situation. I'm oh, talking okay. About, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm talking about the conversation we're having about conditioning or whatever, and like what our people are valuing. Whatever you were saying, like, yeah, that was happening before social media too. The only difference was it was only on one thing, and you had one constant. Versus now, you're being flooded with so much shit that again, you're being desensitized, and because you're being so desensitized. Your attention span, your heart, your mind, your eyes, your ears, they're everywhere. So you never really land. You might settle in one area, but then it's also sporadic a little bit. It is. Well, and also it it comes back to human nature as well. You know, uh, to... Want to take it back to Adam and Eve? We can take it back to Adam. <laughs> I mean, we can take it back to Adam and Eve, sure. You know what I'm saying? It, it, take your time, Monta. <laughs> you know, I, I know not everyone believes in the Bible and all that, but the 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 moral the moral of the story is that you know Eve ate the fruit, fucked up women. Um, Adam followed suit, fucked up men. Together, they didn't fucked up you know, all of humanity and has infected our human nature with you know, sin. Right. So you know, the the presence of technology has only further expanded our capacity to, of you know, for corruption. You know. Um and as far as the masters. Um you know, now we're just doing it in more creative and different ways as it evolves, right? And that's what that's with everything in society. Everything can be weaponized. Everything can be corrupted. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I don't. People will find a way to weaponize 
a, a, a freaking pencil. You know, well, you can stab somebody with it, right? That is you definitely know? A, a weapon. Yeah, you know, even <laughs> though even though its original purpose was simply to write. Yeah, I was stabbed you know, in the neck by some racist kid in middle school for pencil. Right, you know. I beat the shit out of that boy. Good. <laughs> I ain't getting in trouble for it either. Once I told yeah. once I told my teacher like what he did. It's like he did what? I was like, he stabbed lead a pencil. He was at the sharpener and just jabbed it in my neck. I laid his ass out. Okay, you can sit back down. Well, cool. Good. That's cool, what cool. I failed that class. It's history. <laughs> it was sixth grade. I remember it. Now nah, we about to we about to lighten this up again. Good. So it was Good. sixth grade. It was his. It, it was sixth grade. It was history. I don't remember her name, but I I remember this class because the teacher asked us. She said we could have a nickname if we didn't want to be called our name. And at this time, Men in Black had just come out. Um, so uh, you was going t- by K. No, I was going by J. <laughs> <laughs> fuck out of here. I was I was Will Smith, dog. <laughs> I was Will Smith. It's fucking sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, what do you want to be called, Sean? Uh, you can call me Jay. Yeah, call me Jay. <sighs> Miss those days. <laughs> Times were simpler. But yeah. yeah, that was wild days. Now they was wild. They were wild days, but these days is wilder, man. Everybody twerking. Everybody twerking everywhere, man. I mean, there's, the, the there's wild fucking hoo- there's fucking hoochie daddy shorts. There's, there's dudes out here calling themselves hoochie daddies. It's yeah, wild out here. It's wild out here. beyond me, it's bro. It's wild. It's wild out here. But anyway. So, so, so which one of y'all bought some Uchi Daddy shorts? Hell no. <laughs> see, the, see the way I'm built? See the way I'm built like Kevin Durant? It ain't happening. That's a no for me. I no just, for me. That's, that's a no for that's me. Why well. I have, that's why I keep the beard. Feel me? Got to have something. Something aesthetically. That just yeah. masculinity. Can't yeah. Can't fade yeah. that. They ain't calling me Petrie the Turtle from uh, Land Before Time. If I shave this shit, got me fucked up. Well, well, I lack in excess of facial hair. I just make up for my personality. But even then, people take that for granted. And then I have to hey, turn every, up a little has bit. Has anyone heard the Drake album? That's just a joke. I'm just, I'm just I just wanted to add that right after he said something about personality. Uh, I actually listened to some of the songs. I have not uh, listened to any albums. I'm on I that. I mean, some people they they've complained that he's now is more of like an R and B type of vibe versus him rapping. Well, but, what album did you listen to, dog? He's been R and B. That joint is a, a a house a house album. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at it, but that music uh, I can't get in the house. But again, perfect example, right? So we'll end on some lighthearted shit with how we've been talking about. We're always constantly talking about the back and forth between black men and black women. You got black men and black women both posting. Hey, the reason why y'all dusty niggas don't like that album is because y'all ain't never been on an island before. Y'all ain't never did this. Y'all don't do that. Or you don't have this much money or blah, blah, whatever. I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Like what Kendrick said. When you send an opinion on social media, you might as well send your will right with it because they will kill you. These sheep will sheep. I mean, you know These crazy? sheep will kill you if you don't agree. Everybody like it now that Beyonce dropped a single. Yeah, they was they was. I saw I saw, I saw I saw 
I saw thugs and whoever else being like, oh, that Beyonce is fire. Yeah, that Drake joint fire too. So I'm like, for me, it's it's simple. Like, he's a talented dude. He's branching out. He's doing what Chris Brown has always done. There's certain Chris Brown songs like that that have that house party or house music vibe to it that I like. There's some that I don't. I'm not mad at the album. So, yeah. He's not my... He's not my favorite. And that's why so many people are getting, you know, all in their feelings about the negativity that they're hearing about the album, which is also weird, right? This is actually a question I'm asking both of y'all. Don't you think it's weird when a fan of someone gets so annoyed by someone's opinion about whoever the artist or person is, celebrity, that they attack you personally? Yeah. Uh, they act like that's their family member or their sibling or something that you're insulting. Wouldn't that be considered clown behavior? Uh, definitely. I mean, that's or immature, impulsive, or, based or tox- off of immature or toxic or yeah. What do you call that? Social cling- clinginess. Like I don't know. Like this is wild. Yeah, but no. you can't have that many emotions for somebody that you've never been in the, a friend of. And to end again, and that doesn't do anything for you. And to end again on another, you know, lighthearted, whatever. I don't need to have kids. Nick, Nick Cannon out here. He out here. Nick <laughs> Cannon is out here. The fuck, I need to bring a child in here for. He can I'll do make it. a whole dynasty. He can as do it. as he said, he he said a dynasty. This is the Rock. <laughs> That's we we just. Shit is wild out here, man. Shit. There's something I just thought of, but fuck it. No, we end it. We can uh we can add this to the next episode. But now this this was a good episode. This was. Yeah. Epps final words. Go Lakers. Uh, uh, go Russ. Go AD. I don't know. Bill Kyrie just need to come on to the Lakers. Just bring it, bring it back. That's what I'm saying. Look how he, America, Amer- America. Look how he didn't throw shade. He just threw an olive branch at your boy. I'll come join the Lakers, <laughs> but only when I want to be in LA. Yeah, New York. New York is uh, not the move. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I'll be in LA sometimes, but sometimes I'm just gonna want to. You know, not be there. Y'all just gonna have to accept it, but it's all good. Yeah, little joke. Now I love Kyrie, but yeah, brothers, it's been a pleasure. And yeah, it's been a good episode, man. Uh, we'll holler at y'all next episode. I hope I can finish this paper. Always can count on you for one random ending. <laughs>